What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Dome podcast. Game one, breakdown. Well, what are your initial thoughts? Oh, my Lord. Well, you know what? <laughs> like, I'm already kind of sick. Of, it it kind of reminds me of the a little bit of the Kachuk incident during the, like, the stay off the track stuff. Yeah. It's like, when that game happened, the Flames played a really good game. And it got totally overblown and overshadowed by all the all the antics. I don't and mind. That's all anybody wanted to talk about, and that was more fun. This one is a little less, a lot less fun to talk about, but it is kind of totally overshadowing that the Flames completely owned the Jets last night. Yeah. Well, and I think part part. Okay, the reason why that that is why like the overshadowing thing, um, it wasn't really till after the game until Paul Maurice made his comments that shit blew up. Because yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, game, even on the like during the game, no, like if you're watching the broadcast, even the intermission, like I don't think anybody was making that big of a deal out of it, right? Well, so you know Paul what Maurice they were they were talking about it a little too much, personally for my liking. Like for me, like guys, I think guys like Friedman. I know I pick on Friedman sometimes, but it's like he's supposed to be professional. I wish he would do a little bit better job of like squashing these bullshit rumor, like clickbaity things, like. He should have said during the intermission, like, come on, guys. Like, you think that was intentional on Kachuk's part? And no, he, he didn't stoke the fire, but he didn't necessarily put it out like I thought he should have. Like, I just wish some of these media guys would be a bit more forthcoming. Like, like there's no way. Oh, God, it just bugs me that the media doesn't be like, you know what, guys? Like, this is ridiculous. Why are we talking about this? Why aren't we talking about the game? Like, if you the, the points the media guys make during the intermission are so filler and so bland and so predictable and so useless. I don't even watch the intermission ever. Because I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get the bullshit storylines. And I mean, I know they got to cover it because Shifley's hurt. And I mean, that was shitty for Shifley. Like, I love watching Shifley play. But I mean, the fact that the the talk wasn't, oh, what are the Jets going to do without Shifley? The talk was like, oh, is it intentional by Chuck? It just really bugs me. Well, but you, you kind of understand it too. I mean, look at the, the drama that surrounds him wherever he goes. Um, I understand it because it's like blown up, blown out of proportion by the media. Well, and that's what they do, and that's, yeah, I mean, like, they're of course they're gonna do that, dude. Like, they're gonna don't like it. They're gonna they're gonna discuss the thing that's gonna bring the most amount of interest, intrigue, and drama to the situation. They love drama. That's what media does. But like, let's break love down the hits because yeah, okay. From what you see, and again, I always make this point: if you have to like slow things down to a frame by frame to to kind of maybe see if someone did something intentionally you tell me that's like it's the same thing if, if you have to look, look that closely if something's offside is it in the spirit of the game are you telling me that someone's brain capacity can slow down to such you know like quick amount of functioning that within a frame he's like skating frame by frame and then he like I don't see how it's intentional. Dude, get, it's absurd. It's I'm absolutely saying. absurd. Again, if you watch sports at all, if you play sports, like, like like you said, if you have to slow it down that much and start like picking apart, oh, right when, like, do you know how, that is a millisecond play. Like, it's just like that. Yeah. Done. Like, do you and, think and, he, ha- it's like being in a car accident. Do you think when you're in a car accident, you have time to like think about it and be like, oh, if I just put it in reverse and get out of the way, I should be okay. It's like, no, it's just wham, something happens. Here's so how I stupid. here's how I look at it. I'm I'll be totally unbiased here. I mean, it's not 100% possible, but Chucky's on a mission. He's skating around. Before that, he was trying to hit everybody that moved. He sees Mark Shifley, so he goes to target him. 
Mark Shifley, and here's another point that my brother made, is like, anytime you start turning at the last minute, when you're going to the boards and there's a guy following you, how often does it result in not good for the person that's turning? I mean, I mean it's really hard for, for the guy that's pursuing the, the guy with the puck, if that guy turns, it's, it's hard to not make any contact at all, right? Because a lot of times those guys get hit from behind, um, and then it's up to that player not to fucking drill them into next Sunday, but they're still going to have some contact. There's, you, you know what I mean? If you turn and I hit you from behind, everybody's just hoping and the refs are hoping that I at least slow down to a point where I didn't fucking annihilate you. And then you probably wouldn't even get a penalty. So first off, he's chasing him. Shifley does turn. It's a natural gut reaction that you you want to still try and get a piece of the guy. And I feel like Chucky probably went to do that. But then like he said after the game, you can see it if you're watching the slow motion replay. He had the wobbly skates, right? Everybody's had that where it's like you're going so fast and then your skates are so sharp. When you go to stop, they start wobbling. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm really running out of control here. And then you try to do whatever. It's like it happens so fast. So there's no fuck. Like, if there was any intent on Kachuk's part, what I see is the only intent is he probably still was trying to get a piece of Shifley, but then bailed. But by the time he bailed, a little tiny bit of his toe made contact with a little tiny bit of Shifley's foot. And I don't exactly. think that's... And I'm, I think that's incidental. And I, mean, like, I don't think it's, it's intentional. Exactly. He, it, I have no problem with Paul Maurice coming out and saying, like, you know what? Like, he was running around out there, which he was. He had hit Shifley previously. He was, like you said, he hit everything that moved. I don't have any problem with him being like, I wish he wouldn't run around and our best player got hurt because of it. Like, I mean, that's not crossing a line to me. It's fucking insane to me when you start accusing a guy of, like, intentionally angling his skate and stomping on his Achilles tendon to sever yeah. it. Like, that's where it get, That's where you lose me, Paul. Like, good lord. Come on. And that's he's insane. Like, if you see the replay where you slow it down to a fucking millisecond, he slightly turns his foot. Like, come on. Kidding me? Absurd. He, like, Paul Absolutely knows better. Absurd. What I find interesting about that is, like, part of me thinks he's just trying to, to now build, like, I don't know. It's this game of chess, is it not? He's probably trying to build a new motivation factor for the team, but I don't think he's <laughs> picking the right player to do it with. Because Dude, big mistake. Did we not just talk about this? Matthew Kachuk creates his own fabric within the fabric of the game. It's funny because there was the like the broadcast even spent time on it before the game, saying how the coaching staff and the team how they were mentally mentally preparing to play against a guy like Kachuk. They didn't want to get pulled into anything, right? They were going to keep their heads cool. They weren't going to play that game. And then, bam, your head coach comes out right after the fucking game. And now he's literally in the heads of the entire team and the entire fan base after game one. And I don't think necessarily he would have been so much in their heads if Paul Maurice doesn't come out and make that statement. So I see potentially either he's being a big baby or he's Probably. trying he's he's doing this with some sort of intent to help his team win. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but I think you're picking the wrong battle, man. Like this is what Kachuk feeds on. This is what he fucking wants. This well, is yeah, what's going to fucking make give him the edge over your team for the entire series. Did did the Flames just beat the series when Paul Marie did they just win the series when Paul Marie comes out and says that? Like right? are they going to be are they focused on Sean Monahan now? Are they focused on Johnny Gaudreau? No. 
Like they just they want to get back to Chuck. Are they focused on fixing the fact that they literally spent 14 minutes on the power play and didn't even get one single high danger chance generated? Are they focused sure. on that? Probably not. You know, it's funny because we kept on taking penalties late in the game. And I'm like, I wasn't even concerned at all. I'm like, oh, we're just gonna kill this one off too. Dude, the Jets had nothing. That was a that was a goddamn clinic by that by that penalty kill unit last night. Like that was the best. So, that was the best penalty killing I've seen all year in the last yeah. two years. That was a it clinic. It was good. Like legit, it was good. It was good in our own defensive end. Our forwards were doing a great job of keeping the guys down on the half boards. And man, we stood up that blue line how many times? Oh, and then the face offs in our own end on the draw. It was like win the face walk. With the face-off back, bam, down the ice every single time. So, anyways, just to ra- I think to wrap up on the Kachuk hit thing, like I mean, I it just I, I have they they haven't even come out and said what what Shifley's injury is. So I'll wait for that. I'll wait to hear what Mark Shifley actually has to say because I know people like Adam Lowry, who's one of the dirtiest, most reckless, most dangerous players on the Winnipeg Jets, is going on and on about how Kachuk's so dirty, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, like, it's just, it's absolutely insane to me that this has been blown up. Like, well, not really insane, seeing it's a Kachuk. But I just don't get how he has this reputation of somebody who is, like, such a scumbag. Like, we've said this before. Like, he did, he made one dirt, really blatantly dirty play in his career, elbowing Drew Doughty, was suspended. The team even talked to him about it. Like, the Flames organization was like, could you please maybe cool it? And since then, I've seen nothing other than him just being a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, he plays on the line, but I mean, that's where I have a big problem with Paul Murray. Like, I don't even care if he's trying to deflect, if he's trying to, you know, like, take pressure off of his team. But to say that a guy intentionally tried to sever a guy's, like, that's fucking insane. And I think, I've lost a lot of respect for Paul Murray's after that. Like, sure, even if Matthew Kachuk, well, I mean, he obviously plays on the line, and obviously when you play on the line, sometimes you go over... There's no fucking way a guy like Matthew Kachuk that has so much respect for hockey. It's not like he's a Sean Avery character. Well, he's I mean, got so much Sean respect Avery? for like, hockey. Who would do this? Matt well, Cook, no, maybe. No one go- well, Zach Cassie, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. like, no one goes around trying to cut people with their skate. <laughs> like, exactly. This is like fucking Happy Gilmore shit or what? Like, I don't get <laughs> how this is even a thing. It's blowing my mind. Oh, man, it's so stupid. So, so and I, I, I totally honestly, agree with you. Said this is the wrong hill for Paul Maurice to be dying on, man. Yeah, I don't I, think, I think he so. is doing. I don't think he's doing his team a, a service by doing this. No, because and like maybe it's just because we've been watching Matthew Kachuk do this for three years now. Like this is not how you win this battle. The way you win this battle is you don't say anything about it. You try and beat them on the scoreboard, and then you can rub it in Matthew Kachuk's face afterwards. Exactly. You're just, it's dr- like, you're just pulling him into playing his game, man. Yeah, I t- totally agree. I mean, like, maybe maybe goad him into taking a dumb penalty and score on the power play. So, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it's, of course, this would happen like 10 seconds in. Like, one, what? It was a minute in? It was really quick. Yeah. It was like, what a, maybe seriously, a minute what, in. A, what a blow to the Jets. And, I mean, we've talked about this. Oh, jeez, dude. At nauseum during this, this break. It's just like 2020, man. I would not. If the Flames win the cup, I wouldn't even be surprised. If we get Lafreniere, I wouldn't even be surprised. Like, it's gonna be nuts. And so, if it's we weird. lose to the Jets without Shifley and Little, I would I would be a little surprised and pretty furious, but not that surprised. But say like Shifley goes down with injury five minutes into the game, and then you know we walk all over him, and then we go to the next round, and then maybe something else weird happens the next round. Like weird shit's gonna continue to happen. 
2020. Yeah, totally agree. Well, and I mean, it's it's too bad for the Jets, right? Like, I mean, Mark Shifley's a great player. Like, and that's the other thing is, like, I, I don't understand this. Like, nobody nobody's on the other side of this going, like, oh, yeah, good thing Shifley's hurt. Like, <laughs> I, just, I don't know where Jets fans are getting that from. But, I mean, it's going to be super interesting. And, I mean, again, like I said off the top, overshadowed in all this is that, I mean, the Flames played a great game. Yeah, they like they excellent. they didn't they had I was pretty nervous there for a while because after Shifley went down, they had like one shot until like well, yeah, the what yeah. the six minute mark or something. Yeah, and then they they actually didn't they out, ended up out shooting him in the first period. Yeah, they ended up out shooting him. It was probably their best period in terms of five on five possession by the end of it. So I was worried for a while there, but once they started getting going a bit, I was like, "Hey, here we go, let's go." Yeah, and I mean, and I, that I second I, period was utter domination. Yeah, and it was a we- it was a weird game too, right? Because like, four- fourteen minutes the Jets had on the on the power play. Fourteen minutes, Holy shit, only like it's like a, it's like a full. What period. was it like? Yeah, like seriously, it was very weird. Five on five, like even if you look at a lot of the underlying possession metrics, like it's really weird. It was a weird night because the Flames five on five got bested in pretty much every single metric. But if you look at all, if you look at the whole game, not five on five, excluding or including power play and penalty kill, the Flames were dominant way way more superior to put it in perspective the jets had zero high danger chances on any of their power plays the flames had three and scored a goal while shorthanded that's how good the penalty kill was last night that was awesome well let's get to it for i'm not done with the shifley thing yet i got a couple questions for you okay a i want to know what your reaction with the whole wheeler thing was um i think obviously if you're the jets and if you're paul maurice and you're wheeler like yeah Good call. You, someone's got to, someone's got at least set a precedent for your teammates, right? If somebody, even if it was intentional or not, if if, if you know Chucky tar, if somebody targeted somebody and it ended up in an injury, and so you're your best player, I would hope that there's some sort of response. And I'm, so, I can, I, that, I think that's good on Wheeler, good on the Jets for for doing that. Um, is Chucky a fighter now? I mean, he, I guess. <laughs> He got a, a quick left in on Wheeler, and then he ended up dropping him. Dude, he and they didn't keep they they didn't show it the stupid replay on TV. They kept cutting it out right before Chuck drops him. Yeah, there's that one angle where where it's he was it a, was it a left? He drops him at the end, but yeah, he dropped they didn't him show that left. on TV. It was but you see it they, after they the didn't end. they kept on showing it. And just as an aside, I said this to you previously. I thought the broadcast was pretty bad. Like the camera angle, the music, the sound, like kind of sucked. Well, I, was still watching those. I got no problem with them fighting if that's what they want to do, but Kachuk just asserted his dominance even more. But, like, again, I don't know if we've discussed this much, but I've heard, I, mean, I think it's maybe I heard Rudy talk about it, but fuck, we're a scrappy bunch, man. Well, I mean, even on the bench when they were, like, after they scored right? that first goal, the bench was just, like, lit up and it was awesome. Like, Backlund's getting in, like, Backlund's scrappy, you got Rasmus, like... Lucic was involved, if, Rasmus the thing was is, involved. When things get testy like this, we, it's like we, the guys love it. We love it. it seem, they seem to get better, which is like kind of odd because that's kind of the, that's kind of the yeah. knock on this team, right? The last few years is like, oh, when it starts getting, when it starts getting rough and it starts getting testy, like you said, that's when this team starts to struggle. Mm-mm. No way. Even like Lee Lindholm gets into it. Monahan. Lindholm was good last night. Monahan gets into it. That was good. Um, so the other the last point on this I want to ask you is how much of because 
that shite when Shefty went down, it seemed to fire the Jets up for like five minutes. And I don't know, Friedman talked about this in the intermission. Do you feel like them totally disappearing had anything to do with the absence of Mike Shai- Mark Shafley? Not in a sense of like, oh, he's your best player, you don't have him. But do you think they're like, holy fuck, how are we supposed to, how are we supposed to win a series without Mark, Mike, Mark Shafley? You know what? I'm not sure. I'm definitely, I, I definitely would fall in more of the like, okay, well, Shifley's not on the ice, and you can't have probably your best player out on the ice at all times, and you have to match up Cody Eakin is your best centerman now. Like, imagine if the Flames lost Mont... Like, they don't have Brian Little either. Imagine if the Flames lost Monahan and Backlund. Yeah, like, fuck would they, would, if they started, If they came out in a game and didn't have Monahan or Backlund and completely sucked, would you be like, oh, it's because they're bummed out? Or is it just because Monahan and Backlund aren't in the lineup and we have to play with Sam Bennett as their number one centerman and Derek Ryan as their number two centerman? So I think, I, I think it's losing your best player, probably, is, is more what it's like. Right. But I don't know because the mentality. I just kind of thought like I the the market difference that Friedman was talking about I didn't really notice like I thought the Flames probably about after they finally got got it going in the first period I think they just kind of took over the game I felt like it was more the Flames imposing their game on the Jets like I, I didn't feel like oh the Jets just let off the gas I didn't think they were going that much to begin with I I thought the Flames controlled the play for for 97% of the game. So I don't know. Maybe I have a bit of a different perspective on it. But for me, and maybe it's just because I'm solely watching the Flames. But from what I saw, it was less the Jets backing off and the Flames ramping up. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. All right. So we're Because, I mean, enough. even if you look at the shot attempts, like the Jets, the Jets improved as in terms of their five-on-five play underlying numbers as as the game went on. All right. So we're down one nothing after the first. I wasn't – I think we talked about this. Neither of us were really panicking because we ended up having a good period. And then on a third power play, seriously, what a great goal by Johnny. Excellent finish. Like, that puck was bouncing below the goal line. For a guy with limited reach to be able to bring that puck from backhand to forehand that quick and, and finish it. And, like, was there was there any one guy you'd want more to get you back in the game than Johnny Gaudreau to spark you back. That was absolutely huge. And I thought it was huge for Gaudreau, too, because I thought he looked okay in the first, but I did think he looked a little shaky. Fuck, did he need that. Yeah. The team needed that. We needed that. He needed that. So it was so the good. Fan to base needed it. <laughs> and and it's a great goal, man. Like, he's behind the goal yeah. line when he buries that. That is a tough play. That was excellent. And then from that point on, like, we literally, for the rest of that entire period, just utterly dominated yeah it was that that was the turning point right there that's your tsn turning point man yeah and i mean like it's it's this it it was a weird night special teams won you that night but i mean oh man that 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 penalty that i have not been as pumped up this season as when tobias reader scored on that breakaway shorthand dude that was fucking awesome holy shit it's just so nice to get a lead dude because We've been watching this team trail for so much this season. Like, even a lot of those games where we won, we didn't even have the lead at all. We were just always coming from behind. Fuck that felt good to get the lead there. And Tobias Reeder, right? And you just know, we'll get to the Edmonton game, but Edmonton loses. We got their third-round draft pick. They got fucking their asses handed to them by Chicago. Chucky's already getting into it. As soon as Reeder scored, I knew it was going to be a good day. You know they're all watching, just hoping that we fucking lose. 
And then we come ahead and we're winning a fucking reader gets the he ends up with the game winning goal. Okay, just as it we haven't touched on the fact and that Talbot's Jay Cus- starting. Yeah, and, and Talbot's and started. Talbot starting and, and Mike and versus Mike Smith starting who just fucking actually got lit up. Okay, dude, I know this is going all over the place, but I mean, okay, what did we say in our breakdown? It was like did, was goaltending a factor last night? I thought Hellebuck made some good saves, but was he like were you like, oh shit, we're never gonna beat the Jets because Hellebuck? No. Well he no. looked pretty solid. He looked pretty solid in the Yeah, first. he was good period in a bit and it's just like well we got a whole another we got the rest of the game to get to him and right? for all the talk about the goaltending with the flames like did talbot even really have to do much like would it have mattered who was in net last night no nope. i don't think I'll so you, if we keep playing like that i mean dude if you play six periods of hockey more like that you're gonna be fine you're gonna win this mm-hmm. no, no i don't want to go too crazy here but if you play six more periods like that you're going to be in a good spot after three games, I think. Yeah. Well, it's like what you've been saying. On paper, we're the better team. Yeah. And they they actually played better than on paper last night, I thought. Well, it was, it was kind of weird because of what I was so blown away about. Because my one of my biggest, concer- my biggest concern going into the series was, oh, my God, the Jets' top six. And, I mean, the Shifley wasn't playing, so there's that factor. But their, jet, their top six is so fast. They can beat us off the rush. Like... I don't know how many times I stood up and clapped last night for a denied zone entry. Brody made a few good ones. Hannafin made a few good ones. Rasmus was playing well. Like, they just didn't give the Jets much off the rush last night, I thought. Right? Unless did I was watching see, a totally different game. It's true. Did you see Forbert break up the 2-on-1? Yeah. Fucking Kyle Connor, the most skilled guy on the team. And so, Forbert just I, fucking I was very impressed with the playing ability to defend last night. You know who else had a good game? Ooh. Noah Hannafin. He did, yeah. He was great. I mean, his uh, I believe his possession metrics were well over 50%. He was good last night. See, again, like, if he's just not doing dumb shit and kind of just stays in his stays in his lanes and, you know, minds his business, he's okay. Like, I, I'm actually really impressed with how the, how the boys showed up. Dude, they me too. They came ready to play. They, they were playing hard. Like, their forecheck? Okay. Especially that, especially that Bennett Lucic and Dubé line. Fuck, man, it reminds me of 04 under Sutter. Dude, they were relentless. relentless that third line, specifically on the forecheck. I thought that three M line was 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 pretty tough on the forecheck as well. But man, I, f- Sam Bennett brings a lot to that line. I think Dubé looked great. Oh my god, I thought Seeing Lucic Sam- was good, but he did his. He took a few penalties, and his foot speed yep. was a bit exposed playing with Bennett and Dubé. But he was still good. Lucic had some bad moments. He did turn the puck over quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but he he did look really good at times as well. Like he had that one play where he was back checking and stole it off. I think it was Tucker Pullman's stick and revert the Flames got a nice little chance out of it. Yeah. He, he I had remember a look, great assist. I remember looking over my brother like, who was that? He's like, that was Lucic. I was like, what? How the fuck yeah. did he even get back so fast? I know, it was crazy. So like, dude. And like, then that one, that one play by Bennett where he just fucking demolishes Morrissey. Dude, Bennett was great last night. Bennett was, he had that great rush chance, which in typical Sam Bennett fashion, he couldn't bury. <clears throat> but like that that third line of Sam Bennett with Lucic and Dubé, if, if if Lucic can clean it up just that much more, simplify his game that much more, that line is fucking fun to watch, dude. Dude, totally. I thought lines one through three, like everybody did what they were supposed to do. I thought the 3M line struggled maybe a little bit more than I thought they would. Especially they didn't at look the as dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean the first I, line, what I, can you ask for? Lindholm was Lindholm was great last night. I mean he was over seventy percent possession, got an assist, Johnny Gaudreau scored. Sean Monahan was a little bit absent sometimes, but I thought he was still okay. 
3M line did what they're going to do for the most part. And then that third line was a great four checking speed. They were hitting guys. So, I mean, lines one through three, I had no, like, that was, if they keep playing Dude. like that, Dude. I had no problems. And, like, just, it's the wave factor, right? Exactly. If, if you roll out with Chucky's line and they win a possession against their top line, then you roll out with Monty Johnny and they generate some high scoring chances. Then you roll out with fucking Dubé, Lucic, and Bennett and then just fucking demolishing the D men in the corners. Like, that was fucking awesome. It and was great. Fourth line, you got Ryan, Reader, Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo had four minutes in, in um, ice time. So he's there just for a minimum a minimal role, which I don't mind because Johnny's getting more ice time. He was double shifting there. You know I didn't that? mind it when I started, when I saw them double shifting. They were going one, two, three, one, four kind of thing in yeah. terms of rolling with lines. I didn't mind that at all. But I mean, on the first goal, I, it wasn't Ronaldo's fault. But I mean, a no, that's Reader's you, fault, dude. Yeah, he's behind the Reader's behind the goal line. I'm not sure what he's doing. A Reader, you're not a centerman. But so. I, I don't understand why Jeff. See that again? Like he, he's starting his fourth line in a defensive zone faceoff with no like with last change. Like why are you doing that? Well, especially when Ronaldo's playing. So I don't know. The thing I with think, Ronaldo is like he did nothing last night. So I would just prefer if you're gonna have somebody dare on the fourth line, have somebody who bring something and this is what i've been saying about reader all year like he wasn't very good five on five but i mean dude was great on the penalty kill dude, i don't even mind reader having him in there compared to some other guys just because he's fast having that speed yeah, he, factor is why he scored that goal last night he had a good game he did cost us the first goal though. that was definitely his yeah play. he was i don't know what he was doing like, what's he doing he's literally right beside talbot like behind the goal line i'm not sure Plus, what you he have was a, doing. you have a d-man there that's obviously he's supposed to take that guy like you got to realize you're leaving someone all alone in front he was playing in the edmonton rink he was remembering how they taught him to play defense in edmonton it was just a minor he was having flashbacks thinking he was on the oilers and their defense they play tykes hockey it's just like chase the puck wherever it goes yeah, dude, that um, oh, that reader goal is so nice. And dude, like, I haven't screamed that loud in a long time. That's yeah. such a that's such a a safe move to try. Well, did you watch right? the replay? Because yeah, if like you slow down, he he's got, literally he was... looking at the puck the whole time. That dude knew what he was doing the second he got the puck, and he yeah. I I didn't think he was gonna score, but he was looking at the puck the but, whole time and just put his head down corral, and buried it. But he corralled that rolling puck. Like, oh yeah. He's hey, the reason why he's looking down on me because he always does. But that thing was rolling like crazy, and he got it settled down just just in time. Um, but that backhand shelf move was great. It's never never a bad idea. How is Reader better on a breakaway than Johnny Gaudreau? <laughs> great question. So additionally, with the Reader in the fourth line talk, like, and with how goddamn excellent the penalty kill was last night, is there any reason for Mark Jankowski to ever play for us again? Nope. Because that's what you always hear about, like, that he is like a great him the, penalty the, killer. I don't even think he's that great on the PP, on the PK, I mean. He's fine, but I mean... He's decent. I think Lindholm is better. Because, like, the biggest thing that I saw from this group, which, honestly, I haven't really seen... They had bite last night. They had tenacity last night. They were playing as a unit. It, it feels like when things got testy, they just rose to a whole nother level. Dude, that's a great... Um, the, the, the playing as a unit... And playing yeah. their game, did we see that for like five minutes in the playoffs last year against well, the, the Avalanche? Is, is no, like, they would just fall apart. Yeah, and the thing is, is like you're watching it, and you're like, "Fuck, man!" They're like they're playing as a team right now, as a unit, and which means they're gelling. Let's just hope they can continue to gel because we said this before the playoffs started: the team that gels the quickest 
Those are the teams that are going to go the furthest, right? Did fucking the Jets have any gel? No. Dude, I I was very impressed. And again, put the car before the horse here because, like, watch game two. They'll come out and be classic Calgary Flames up and down. They'll probably get blown out. But, I mean, like, I even the exhibition game, like, I was encouraged by that with how they played. I know, I know the result wasn't great. But, I mean, like, if they, again, if they play like that, they're going to win this series no problem, dude. I agree. And it was nice to not only see a win, a Calgary Flames win, but do we dominate them? Well, it, again, it was such a weird game because like, like five on reminded, five, it was so weird. That reminded but... me of the team we watched last year where you fucking hold it. Like we held them. Okay. They had nine shots in the first period and then they had like what? 10 after that for the rest of the game. Well, and, like, and the, the thing is too, the thing that what was so what was so hallmark of this team last year? Their ability to be deadly on the power play and offensively, and then they were great defensively last year. That's what we saw. They scored yeah, and they gave the Jets nothing. Like it was textbook Calgary Flames win last night, I thought. Your best players I mean, scored and your role players were great. They were really good defensively. Um, after the game they had Shifley and I think Cop. Um, with the press. Did Shifley talk? Uh, sorry, sorry. Not Shifley. Wheeler. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think I think it was Cop. But, yeah, he said, like, they plug, we plugged up the neutral zone. They couldn't really get their rush going much. Well, that's what I was so impressed that, with was the zone entry denials. Like, the, that's yeah, been an Achilles the, heel this especially team. Especially on the power? Especially on the, on the PK. Yeah, they just denied so, the shit out of them. One thing I thought interesting that Paul Maurice mentioned was that he said, our coach, so Jeff Ward kept changing up the lines like you know he he learned that from bill peters where when before and after like right after special teams yeah right he'll throw a different line combo out there and like yada 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 and so maurice threw him off he said he couldn't he didn't really know how to match up and every every single time we went to match up it was a different unit and it's just like he couldn't he couldn't get any flow flow for the boys he said well, there was a there was a point where I th- I think I don't know who was on the ice, but I really liked the line. It had to do with like Bennett and somebody else, but there 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 was one trio that played together that I really liked. He had Reader playing on the three M line, which when Kachuk was serving the five minute major for fighting, which I was like, of course it would be Reader and not like Bennett or Dubé, right? It's like no kidding, of course. But I mean, and then did you see that uh, one shift that Chucky got with Johnny? Yeah. Dude, and all again, we've said this a lot. It's like every time I see those two play together, it's like, God damn it, I just want to see them play together. Because yeah. again, like after Kent had post Kent Wilson had posted a bunch of stuff on Twitter about like how the Lindholm Gaudreau Chuck would be such a good line together. And it's like you watch how well Lindholm played last night. I don't want to take anything away from Monahan, because he was fine last night, but he was a bit of a passenger, right? Like he didn't do much. It was mostly Johnny and Lindholm dictating a lot. So it's like if you could throw a Lindholm, Kachuk, and Gaudreau, like that's that's a line, man. Yeah. Um, but he's probably the best finisher we have. It's true. So when when he gets hot, he gets hot. So let's just hope that, you know, we see it. Uh, Backlund, dude. First off, that pass from Mangiapane was well the so pad the play from Lucic to recover that puck right there. A nice little tip pass by Lucic to Mange. So two great oh. passes. And then finding back on wide open like that and what a finish dude. great finish and i mean as much as everybody talks about gadroni's start performing in the playoffs i think that's kind of 
Another thing people have been saying about Backlund, because he's been a core part of this team longer than Gaudreau has, longer than most of these guys have. So it was, man, I thought he he was, like we've said this before, This he he's, gets fired up. Backlund isn't like, so, like if you just kind of, t- if you kind of watch the Flames from a distance, you might think he's just kind of like, I don't know, just kind of, I don't know, like a typical kind of like soft no, player. Dude. But this dude is a fucking gamer. Yeah, he's a beast. Like when he get he doesn't fucking shy away from anything with anybody. Nope, not at all, man. It? Not at all. So I uh, yeah, great. That was a great goal. And I mean that power play last night looked good. And just I want to go further on something you just said about Monahan being a finisher. What do you think? How how are you liking the the kind of new power play configuration of power play one? Because they do they have switched Gaudreau and Monahan on the well not even Gaudreau Monahan they've switched where Gaudreau flanks from usually because usually he he spends a lot of his time on the left wing side he's. He's, and he scored a goal from there on the right wing side. How are you feeling about the power play one formation? Well, you can't really argue with results too much. Yeah. Because um, what we had three, two power play goals last night, one shorthanded, one empty net. But a sick empty, I, one of the I sickest think, empty net goals I've ever seen, by the way. Yes, we'll get to that. Um, I feel like more than anything, more than the new formation. What intrigues me right now about the what the new power play is having Gus up there? Um, you saw, I saw, you saw it many times. He's definitely a, he's not afraid to have a shoot first mentality. Um, he wasn't hitting the net. His shots didn't have much danger to him. But I still don't mind that. I don't mind um, a D man up there that has that shoot first mentality because what it does is now the Jets have to respect that. Right? They now have to play for the block shot which opens up more traffic on you on either flank um so i'm curious to see how that develops it, he wasn't much of a danger from the point uh last night but i think as the series goes on as he gets more comfortable with that unit um that might open things up now there was there still wasn't a lot of one-time options hey because with with johnny there obviously he's not going to be a one-time threat unless he's just getting an empty net to shoot at yeah Kind of like he did, but because they got Chucky, kind of what they used to do with Lindholm, right? Where Lindholm yeah, would just we'll have to corral it real quick. That's but what Chucky my adjustment would off be. The post. Yeah, I, I my adjustment I would be put Lindholm on the right wing on the right wing flank or the left wing flank where Chucky is right now, because then at least Kudrow does have an option to go cross ice for a one timer. That would be my adjustment. And like, there's there's a few times when you're watching the PP one where Lindholm's kind of the guy stationed in front of the net. Yeah, and it's like. He's probably the most dangerous shot you have out of those five guys. Um, I wouldn't be stationing him in front of the net. Well, see, that's kind of where I, I was getting a little frustrated until they scored. Um, was Like, your two best shooters on that unit are Monaghan and Lindholm. And you have Lindholm kind of like Manning, where Kachuk usually is, kind of like on the goal line, kind of right in front of the net. And then Monaghan is his usual spot in the slot. I don't mind Monaghan being in the slot, but Lindholm, like, it just seems to underutilize what Lindholm can do, I think, personally. And, it, like, I think Kachuk is much, we've seen this a million times, he's much better in front of the net. You see how many goals has he scored? He's one of the top tip scoring players in the league. Like, I don't know. I would switch Lindholm and, and Kachuk because I think that opens up just a little bit more. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of like Kachuk quarterbacking too. 
yeah, he's he's good with the puck. He knows how to distribute it. So I I don't plus, mind that. Plus he can score from from that spot too, even if it's not a one time shot. He showed that he rang it off the post. Yeah, he scored a few goals from. from he has that he ice. has that kind of deceptive shot. He's got a heavy kind of shot where he kind yeah. of cradles it into his into yeah. his like the and middle the, of his stick there. And I feel like the more reps he gets from that spot, like he'll he'll be more dangerous. Yeah, but I don't even like. Do you even like having a guy in the slot in the PP? Not particularly. It almost, like a, it almost seems like a, a kind of a waste of a like the the amount of times you're going to be able to find Monahan alone in front. Yeah. It's going to be pretty slim. Like, well, and they can we, you not have they, better use? Yeah, they try that stupid. It's not stupid. I, it's works a couple times, but they really try to force that. And that was the first play they were kind of trying is that that low high low play to Monahan in the slot. Yeah. That very rarely works. And I mean, I understand they were saying this on the broadcast. Like, if you have Monahan there, you kind of have to key on him so he can't get to anything and that opens up a bit more for Gaudreau on the on the right wing flank so I understand that but yeah I just kind of find having Monaghan just kind of like sitting in the high slot eh I don't know, know if I love yeah. that he just kind of floats there the whole time yep so but uh PP2 man I, I keep liking it more and more oh that was, it was yeah dude <laughs> I liked P- power play 2 a lot more than power play 1 last night that is a dang that is a and Backlund and Lucic seem to have some sort of chemistry too. Is that not weird? They do, yeah, yeah. They That's do. It's fucking well, they weird did, to me. They did. <laughs> it's kind of weird, eh? But they did connect with a goal, a nice goal in the regular season too. Yeah, those two, those but, two goals. Oh, I guess that was what? Rasmus, but I mean, I, I like that second think, unit, dude. I think Backlund just has a thing for Lucic. Yeah, I think that's what. <laughs> because I think so, man. He loves doing that fucking. That, 04 or 94 Sally, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. It's usually Backlund and Rasmus Anderson are doing it with Lucci. Okay, so there's an article in the Athletics today uh, published by a a guy named Thomas Drance, and he was at the game just kind of like recording all the trash talk from the Flames team last night. It's really good. You need to read it if you're listening to this. It's just, oh, oh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Okay, so where where do you find it? On the Athletic, you can go to the Athletic, and Thomas Drance has it. And I mean, it's it's pretty PG as in terms of like um, NHL trash talk standards, but it's just it is just kind of funny. And he like Rasmus right, Anderson well, is talkative. Yeah, tell us what's your kind of synopsis of it. Well, most of it's just like fuck you, fuck him, fuck this, get the fuck out of here, fuck you, <laughs> shit like that. But it is it is kind of funny, and it, I I I know they can't do it but oh man wouldn't it be fun if they just let it if they just let it be on tv like all the chirping wouldn't that just be fun that'd be amazing that'd they'd be probably so have to fun. have their own nhl kind of subscription you wouldn't be able to do it on on cable but yeah the the bet the one i heard that stood out the most is when kachuk was trying to like apologize to shifley just leaving the ice a bunch of jets were saying don't you fucking touch him don't you touch him don't you touch like him you like he was gonna come over there and fucking hit him. Well, just like fuck off, your stuff like that. So, the, the, there was one that I found funny though. Dylan Dubé uh, from from this article from Thomas Drance. He says, as the game restarted, Flames forward Dylan Dubé skated through the neutral zone with speed. The Jets bench started yelling out, "Get him! Get him! Catch him!" It's pretty sweet. I love Dubé. Dubé's fucking, fucking great. Dubé. Oh, I love our team, dude. I know, like there's so like there's so many fucking beauties on this team. I hope they don't come out and suck in game two, so I have to do the whole. It's a love hate relationship. Yeah, right. Get ready. Yeah. Get ready. Okay, <sighs> well, last goal, empty net goal. Man, to knock that down out of midair like that. He like he reads the play. He reads the pass. I think an yeah. extra sauce on it. Bink. That's my boy. 
Oh, that was great, and, like, man. Good on him, man. I feel like for the first little bit, Monge was was trying to because usually you see him, um, you know, generating some chances. Like we're just so used to seeing him generating chances all the time. But for that first period, he was you know I didn't see too much of him. Um, and then obviously in the second and third, he flipped that. So it was nice to to see him set up Backlund and then score that empty netter because we need him going, dude. Yeah, we need him going big time. And like I said off the top, I he he was kind of a little invisible in the first period, but yeah, he he turned yeah. it off in a big way. Um, yeah, anybody else who stood out for you last night? Just kind of like, I, I thought everybody was good, man. Dude, I didn't have a problem. I, I just, usually even during a good game, I usually can pick up on somebody who I'm like, eh. I liked everybody honestly, last night. The guy who sticks out the most for me after last night, Sam Bennett. Yeah. Just a fucking beast, man. He played his game. I know he took that one penalty. I was kind of soft, I thought. Um, but yeah, if he's just allowed to play his game, and he, when he's playing center, like I mean, that's the thing that's always bugged me about him playing the wing is that he's a good skater, and he's really good at he's he's like tenacious. Like he can go after yeah. a puck and get it. Let him play that position where that's a lot of what you do, is you well, chase the play. He he's smart enough to play down low. Exactly. Like he had a few few instances where he just like he he knocked a guy off the puck carried it up the ice and broke out himself like yeah he looked good um but i think more than anything man just like fuck just running over morrissey you you, you watch the slow oh, mo that just giant fucking beard morrissey saw him coming and he bailed too eh dude that hurt morrissey man Did <laughs> you see him nuts. he was like laboring after that oh yeah one other thing in terms of like laboring what did you think about the line a thing with geo well, it was definitely an elbow, but it was definitely just like he didn't throw his elbow. He, yeah, I, I didn't like so it though when I watched it live and when I watched the replay. I thought that was not a particular like, and I know it's line A. He's not trying to hurt him, but I think, I, I so think Gio was warranted to be pissed off. Everyone's like, "Oh, Gio's such a bitch. He should have just like gets dropped by line." A. I'd be pissed off if I got elbowed in the face like that. Yeah, but I think. Honestly, more than anything, it was just you running into his elbow with his face. Yeah, it, there was nothing dirty or malicious, but I mean, and everybody's like, "Oh, Giordano hurt line A," but if you look at the if you look at the Giordano replay, it wasn't it wasn't the cross check that hurt line A because he cross checked him in the other arm that he was holding on the bench. Yeah, he cross checked him on the right arm and then yeah. he was holding his left hand. So, but was it that play? I I no, think no. it was something on that play. So I I was kind of surprised. That he didn't return to the game, to be honest. Yeah, I was too. But and I don't know much about his his track record. If he's kind of a little bitch like that, but he might actually be legit injured. So, because you got to think he's either injured, which means we probably won't see him for game two, or he's just if he comes back, then like was he is actually? He, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's probably kind of a rude thing to say, but um, <laughs> seriously, dude, if if. If they don't have Shifley or Liney, dude, there was no excuse did, for the Flames. How do we not win this game? This yeah, a series in four games or less. If there was no, for me personally, there's no excuse for the Flames to lose to this Jets team in a best of five before the injuries. If you can't beat the Jets without Mark Shifley and Patrick Liney, you got some bigger problems than maybe anybody ever anticipated. Again, I don't want to say that sounding with the glee, but I mean, if the Calgary Flames cannot beat the Winnipeg Jets with their two best, arguably their best and one of their other best players in Shifley and Line A, Jesus Christ, do we do we sure would like 
blow this team up if they can't beat if they can't beat the Jets without their two best players. Yeah. I do not think we're going to see Shifley back, dude. Oh, dude, that looks bad. He was. Like, that's you could a, tell instantly. That's gotta be. What do you think it was? Like they kept on saying it was his ankle, but he was holding his knee. Well, when I first saw it, I was like, and "Oh shit!" I bet thing, he broke his ankle. That's the other thing too. Is like, Paul Maurice. What's the actual injury? Did he like blow out his ACL? Exactly. Because if like if but, if it's not a, if it's not an Achilles injury, then Paul Maurice should apologize to Matt. Like he should anyways. But I mean, he should shut the fuck up immediately. The other thing is, he slammed it into the boards. Like, it's potentially he might have broke his his tibia or something. Yeah, for me, like, when I saw it at first, I was like, oh, shit, that's like a broken ankle or a broken leg. Um, is the tibia I don't in know. the arm? Is the tibia in the arm or the or the leg? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> the Not tibia a... and the fibia. There's the fibia, yeah, the tibia, yeah. The tibia is, yeah. It's like, it's like the lower leg bone. But, dude, that did not look good. Like, when a guy's in pain like that on the ice, you know it's bad. Yeah. And, like, he couldn't even put any an ounce of weight on it when he was leaving. Yeah. And I think, like, in, like, the first thing I texted you was, like, well, their top six isn't as scary now. Yeah, oh, dude, Shifley's their, Shifley's their best player. It's like Literally. Us, it's like us losing. I don't even know if, yeah, that's like us losing control, man. Like, jeez, yeah. that would suck. That really does suck. That really does suck. Yeah. But, I mean, like, my, my takeaway from this was, like, even before the Shifley thing happened, and it is kind of annoying me because I would love to be able to t- talk about how fucking unbelievable Matthew Kachuk was last night without yeah. this little asterisk on it. Like, from the Dude, moment the puck no way, dropped, man. he was there to play. Come on. This asterisk is part of how unbelievable he played last night. Like, I, He I, literally I, has the entire Winnipeg fan base, team, coaching staff, He's living in their heads right now. Do you think that's not right where he wants to be? Like, obviously, I wish, I wish to God Shifley didn't hurt just for Shifley's sake and for the series' sake and for the whole thing. But, I mean, like, Matthew, like, Jesus, Matthew Kachuk impo- imposed his will on that game last night. Okay, yeah. Do you, and therefore the series. Like, he's put a stake in the series already. Like, the moment he dropped the gloves with Blake Wheeler, I was like, this motherfucker. I can't like, believe this he, guy. Did he initiate that? Probably. It, om- it almost they were ta- looked like they were he, talking. Because did you see the way he threw his stick? He's like, oh, "Fuck yeah. this, we're going." He just chucks his stick, chucks like, his glove. He was pissed. I love that guy so much, pissed. dude. Fuck. Huh, saw like, if I you saw the gif I put it on Twitter. I right? know, like, oh yeah, <laughs> I think it moved. Oh, like Jesus, he was. Okay, so, do you like, remember? Do you so remember the shit? Night. The shit-eating grin. Remember when they had him hosted on, on After Hours? Right around, like, that whole Drew Doughty thing. Yeah. And fucking Scott Oak asked him about the Respect. quote. Respect. Where, where, yeah, where Doughty's, like, he's like, you know, don't you think Drew Doughty deserves a little more respect? You know, like, his initial facial reaction was that shit-eating grin. <laughs> like, what, like what, do you think he, what do you think his initial facial reaction is when yeah. he hears Paul Maurice's comments? Just the... Just the fucking, just probably you dumb idiot. ear to ear, dude. Paul Maurice like, is so out of his goddamn league right now. And again, dude, I, I say this all with like a grain of salt because like, I don't want to seem like we're making light of Shifley's injury. Like that fucking sucks. But Paul Maurice doesn't even know what, what he's dealing with here. Dude, no, he doesn't. We do. Well, and that's, that's the thing check. too. Like so, a lot of the discourse online is like, 
they don't know what Matthew Kachuk is. No, if they did, they would not be fucking reacting the way they are. Like, like you're literally tilting the entire series now into the palm of Matthew Kachuk's hand. And, it and just, we've talked about this before. Of like, if you thought that that was entertaining, just wait till round two. Wait till tomorrow when the puck drops again. What's he going to do next? No Wait one until they play the Blues in his home. Well, I guess it wouldn't be in his hometown, but against his hometown team. Wow, I totally forgot about COVID for a moment there. Let's thinking the Flames would be. Okay, you want to shift gears? You, I think I know where you want to go. I watched the entire <laughs> Oilers shellacking. Okay, so I was camping on Dude, Friday night. Blackhawks dominated the Oilers like we dominated the Jets last night. I was camping, and I was going to come home, but then it was really nice. Out and I was like, okay, let's just go out for a hike. And the Oilers game had just started. And I checked in right when McDavid had scored, and it was one nothing. I was like, yeah, of course. Well, first off, I text you. I'm like, dude, Mike Smith is starting. Yeah. And that was like, oh, man, maybe this could go the other way. But then I saw McDavid scored. I was like, yeah, yeah, it'll go. They'll probably beat them. I was like, yeah, I, first, I expected the Oilers to crush the Jet, the, the Blackhawks in three games. Like, personally, that's what I expected. Well, the, 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 the Hawks came out, dominated them in the first three minutes. They got a too many men on ice, too many men on the ice penalty, and then Edmonton scores on the power play, of course. But then the, the Hawks just continued their domination, dude. It was like, it was, it was like fifty-five minutes of just Blackhawks domination. And then, so I get back from a long hike. I'm like, oh, I wonder if the others won. I turn, I turn on my phone. There's a bunch of sh- texts from you that's like, oh my god, Mike Smith's in there. Oh my god, Smith. And it's four. It's like four to one. And I just was yeah. like, oh my god, I was so happy. Yeah, dude. Like. The Calgary fan base, when it was announced that Mike Smith was probably just like a collective, just like glee, just like giddiness, dude. Just like, oh. Do you think he starts game two? Because you were saying that that, that Tippett had said they're going to split regardless. Well, I don't know if Tippett said that, but one of the the broadcasters was leaning towards that. I don't know where exactly we got it from, but then regardless, Koskinen would start game two. Because just knowing what I know about Dave Tippett. Dude, they're not going to start Smith again. He fucking sucked. I don't know. Actually, the whole team kind of sucked, but that think, first goal by Smith, he got caught wandering. Did you see the highlight? Oh, of course, and then he scored from behind the goal. <laughs> Smith goes out to play the puck, <laughs> leaves it for his D-man, not oh, realizing God. there's no D-man there. The Hawks forward picks it up and then banks it off his ass. Yeah, but he no. plays the when he plays the puck, it takes off so much pressure from the defenseman. He's like a third defenseman out there, don't you know? Don't you know he's really good at playing the puck? Dude, I personally would not be all that shocked if they started Mike Smith in game two. I would not be shocked. Just let me say no, that. There's there's zero chance. I wouldn't be shocked. But I mean, like, you. Dave Tippett, man, he's old school. No way. I wouldn't be surprised, is all I say. I, I don't think he will, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did it. So then, outside of Neil skating like giant circles around the ice the whole time, he scores a classic James Neal goal. It's oh, a, on the power play, five, just the garbage time? It's 5-1 or 5-2 or something like that. The game is pretty much over. There's four minutes left, and yeah, he, he scores a real meaningful, meaningful goal there right at the end of the game. Good job, James. Oh, by the way, we didn't even mention this, or did we last time, that we do get that third-round pick. So thank you, James. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. But, I mean, it was pretty crazy because some people were like, 
I'm curious to see if the Oilers get smoked by the Blackhawks, if the media starts setting their sights on Connor McDavid. Because I wonder if. that's all we've heard about Johnny Gaudreau is how much he sucks and he can't perform in the playoffs. Like if the Oilers lose to the Hawks, the media is going to have a fe- the media is going to start working on McDavid because his line got worked yesterday. The expected yeah, goal is four percent. Taves owned him. Yeah. McDavid, Cassie, and RNH were twenty eight percent expected goals for last night. Taves, the Taves line crushed him yesterday. Shut they him down. All got owned. They all got owned. But McDavid still had four points, didn't he? I think he only had two, didn't he? A goal and no, assist. he at least had three. Okay, so here's my favorite take of all time. Did you see? I think he's a Colorado Avalanche guy. His name's Adrian Dater. But he tweeted, he's like, oh man, I really regret picking the, the Oilers over the Blackhawks. And then he started like this little weird rant about how he thinks the Oilers are never going to win because McDavid is so boring and his blandness rubs off on his teammates and it, it doesn't inspire them to be better. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. Oh man, was, was there a lot of Edmonton reaction to it, or what? Not, not yet. But that's probably my favorite take. And it's nice to see it start being directed at guys like on the Oilers instead of just solely at Johnny Gaudreau. Oh god, that's awesome. Anyways, I, I expect the Oilers to be a so, lot yeah. better. But again, if Mike Smith's in net, all bets are off, dude. Dude, he's not going back in. They- what was he? he got chased after five goals. We'll see, man. I wonder what his number. We should look up his numbers after we'll that game. See. Oh well, J Fresh Hockey posted he had he had let in five goals, and the the expected goals was one point nine four or something. So, so it's oh, like man. good job, Mike. <sighs> Anyways, that that see it. that really made my day. So I was already in a good mood going into the Flames game personally. Yeah, me too. Okay, any any final um well any other games you're keeping your eye on? Um Well, I'm curious to I like the Coyote I, I haven't checked when we last talked what's the score in the Coyotes game right now? The Coyotes were it's, it's fucking dominating. It's final four three. Yeah, they dominated the first two periods. They are up after the first period. Um I think a lot of people are, are thinking Nashville is just gonna cruise through the Coyotes. I like the Coyotes a lot. Especially when they have Kemper in net, man. Montreal squeaks one out against Pittsburgh. Isn't that crazy? Not really. A lot of the yes. a lot of the a lot of the models have Montreal like the advanced analytics models have Montreal beating the Penguins. It's I don't know. I think they could maybe do it, but I still See, think the, the, I still think the Penguins are going to beat them. The Canadians are kind of like us. The closer the game gets yeah. late into the game, like the better the chance they have of winning. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to watch the the Minnesota game tonight. Minnesota, yeah, my, Vancouver. My three, my three series are obviously ours: the Edmonton series and the Vancouver series. Yeah, That's, ah. I don't really want to miss any of those. I don't, I don't. For some reason, the East just kind of bores me. Um, it's just because it's probably not much emotional investment. But, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty am, bland I out am, there. I am kind of intrigued with the Toronto Columbus matchup as well. I'm probably gonna watch that one tonight. So what do you? Just th- because I, I just, I don't know, man. I can't help but seeing that as a potential upset. Yeah, I still I still got the Leafs, but I mean, we this is the team that knocked off the best one of the best teams in history last year in the Blue Jackets, so we'll see. Yeah. There's so, intrigue for me there because yeah. I think the X factor in that series on either side is John Tortorella. 
Yeah, well, he's all. I think a, he's already impacting it because he said Corpus Allo is going to start today. When I think most people would have said, "Hey, you should probably start Mers Licks cleanse." Elvis. Elvis has left the building. So I don't know, man. Like he just has a way of motivating guys in 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 way like this is a total John Tortorella team, dude. Oh yeah, just like not very much skill, kind of a bunch of nobodies. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it, there's intrigue there for me, especially when you matched up against the firepower with the Leafs. That's um, going to be a fun history, series to watch. In their history of choking, I just there's those are the four series that intrigue me. We'll see if if the the Leafs Columbus is exciting as I hope it is, but for sure I got my eye on the the Vancouver Canucks versus Wild. That's going to be interesting too. Yeah. So what do you expect to see game two tomorrow? Tomorrow at twelve goddamn thirty, I may add. I don't. I, we were a lot. It seemed to me like we we actually were a lot better at afternoon games than historically speaking this year. Um, I think we're gonna see a team that picks things up pretty much where we left off. I wouldn't be surprised if we get out to an early lead. Um, my my biggest thing yesterday was like once we tied the game up, then we went ahead, and then we were up by two goals going into the third period. My my biggest thing was like, okay, let's see how we play with the lead. Right, because we're so used to watching this team try and come from behind that we know they can do that. Um, so that that was my how I was curious. Let's see how they they play with a one ser- one goal one game series lead. Um, I have a feeling they'll come out strong. I wouldn't be surprised if we if we're up two three three goals going into the you know or late in the second period maybe going into the third, and then I don't know. I just want to see how we how we do playing ahead um i don't know i don't think we're gonna flip back there's just too much intensity um i feel like chucky has really stepped up as far as being a leader on and off the ice for this team it seems to me like he's taking the brunt of um you know media questioning like it was it was it was his quotes pre pre pre-series that made headlines over anybody else like Giordano is a, is a great leader on the ice, but I think he's probably a little bit more soft spoken than Chucky is. Um, I think that arguably Chucky might understand winning and playoff more than Gio, uh, even though there's not a lot of NHL experience to back that. But just growing up in the game that he did with his dad and um, the Memorial Cup success that he had, I just feel like this guy knows how to win. And I feel like we're starting to see his leadership um, infiltrate the dressing room in a really positive way. And I, that's why I don't think we'll see much of a setback going into game two. I think that we will... My my prediction is that we just continue fucking with put our gas on the, on the pedal. 